Hello, um, great to be back today on the Parenting and I podcast. Um, I am your host, Catherine, as I'm sure you already know. Um, I'm the communications and marketing officer for Parenting and I. Um, today we have a really exciting episode um, on the subject of working mothers and also kind of working parents in general, not just specifically on working mothers, but um, as Mother's Day falls in March, we thought that that was a really good subject to discuss. Um, it's really interesting for us today as well because we have a guest on um, from outside of Parenting and I. So today we have Gail Toll chatting to me who is the financial wellbeing manager for um, Bank of Ireland. Um, Gail is chatting to me today on you know her personal experiences of being a parent. She isn't um, necessarily speaking on behalf of um, the organisation itself but um, she has some really incredible experience of um, you know, trying to parent while having extremely demanding corporate job. Um, so she really is a wonderful person to discuss here. And she's also a really big advocate on um, managing yourself and looking after your own well-being and um, being the best person that you can be in terms of a parent, but also bringing that into the workplace and kind of managing the two side by side. Um, so I hope you'll really enjoy our episode today. Um, so what do you think is the biggest challenge faced by mothers in the workplace? Um, well, thanks a million, Catherine, um, for having me along to chat about this. So hopefully what I get across is, is interesting and uh, hopefully um, mums can actually relate to this. I suppose for me uh, personally, the biggest challenge at the minute has been the shift to working from home mm-hmm. um, or living in work. I like to call it and actually living in school now at the minute as well um but I know there's lots of mums that are still traveling to the workplace and I know lots of challenges do still remain um suppose the main one for me is that inability to maintain that work-life balance um I definitely think for a mother working full-time can be extremely exhausting you've got to handle your professional work you've got to do what you need to do around the house on a daily basis um, whilst looking after your your children and I only have one boy but um, I don't und- know how mums with more kids actually get the work done mm-hmm. um, I think it can really affect your work-life balance and it does take a toll on your emotional and your mental health um, and I think I've seen a lot of that um, for myself even personally um, there's always that constant grapple with guilt as well mm-hmm. um, and I'm saying mums are probably cheering when they hear that because I do think they just feel so guilty um, you know, we, we, have, we have dreams, we have aspirations, um, but according to societal norms, you're, the mum is kind of the person who looks after everybody in the family, you're mm-hmm. the nurturer. Um, and I think that's why there's a constant and ceaseless feeling of guilt. Um, and I think that remains in the conscious um, of all mothers. Um, I think if you choose your careers over your home, mm-hmm. um, you're placed in a questionable position. Um, Mm-hmm. And I've seen that um, in different places that I've worked in as well. There's that rift between passion and obligation. I'm really passionate about what I do. Um, but again, I suppose daring to dream and being ambitious, they're, they're, two, like, they're two aspects of human nature. We're all human at the end of the day. Um, but I think um, considering a working mother needs to kind of tend to the needs of their family, mm-hmm. um, there's always that underlying conflict between, you know, what I want to do um and what I must do so mm-hmm. again you're kind of you know 
what do I do? Do I go with what I need to do or what I'd really love to do? Um, and I think then another common challenge is really that need to multitask. I know we joke, you know, and we'll say, I'm always saying to my husband, you know, about you need to multitask. I have to multitask and I have to, and I'm rhyming off all these things I have to do. But I think in all seriousness, whether you're working um, from home, um, which I think is harder this time round, or mm. working at an office, um, I think you've got to really tackle your, the time between your personal and professional life. Um, mm. And it's really difficult because those lines can blur. So that is a real challenge, big, big challenge. Yeah, I think you're so right. It's just so, so easy for parents and um, everyone in general who's working from home to let the the boundaries between their work and home life become really, really tangled. And, um, you know, you can find yourself just checking your phone all the time for your emails and just being constantly available and constantly online. That isn't really... Um, a healthy way to manage like a work life balance so I think like good tip is kind of um like having a start and an end your day like replicating how you would kind of start your day by like you know driving to work and then drive it home so maybe like at the beginning of the day you can go for a walk in the morning or you can do that in the evening and then you know i, I the opposite time you can maybe like have a cup of tea and turn everything off and have like an hour without any digital time and that can kind of mimic you turning off from work in the same way that we used to before um so yeah that can help so on that note um how do you manage your work-life balance and um keep time free for your child as well Gail? Um, well, for me personally, one of the biggest benefits of working from home actually is the flexibility. Um, mm -hmm. I always did have quite a flexible role anyway, which I'm extremely thankful for. Um, and I would have had Friday as that day from working from home anyway. So it wasn't too hard for me to kind of get into that um, routine. But I suppose remote work actually even gives me um, flexibility to progress in the workplace, um, mm -hmm. even whilst balancing carrying responsibilities, you know, so I still keep in contact with everything that's happening um, and I can do that remotely as well as being in the office. Um, I do think that the shift to remote work during the pandemic um, has removed some of the stigma associated with balancing caring and working duties which mm -hmm. is great as a working mom um, and for me um, I don't even have to really worry about now being stuck in a meeting and thinking to myself how on earth am I going to get up this M1 and get home? <laughs> Um, in time and know that my own mum will be panicking wondering where I am so yeah. again it's you know it, it's not having that to worry about as well which is great um I do also think now though as I said there earlier we are now living in school even and living in work mm -hmm. um and we do need to balance kind of the homeschooling piece with work commitments um and everyday life which is not easy mm -hmm. um and can be quite stressful and that's not just for me that's everyone in the household um, and I'd say that happens and is happening in a lot of households across the UK at the minute. Um, but what works for us, and as I say, this may not work for everybody, but um, we seem to have it down to a bit of an art. Hopefully this works. So we really try to stick to a daily routine. Um, okay. And that's really no matter how much work we both have. And that's my son and I. And really remembering to take time away from the laptop, time away from the iPad. Um, and I do think it's very important to prepare um, your week in advance. Um, any managers I've had have always kind of um, instilled that in me, you know, to get your prep done for the week ahead. Um, I always block out 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. And that just works because it means that 
we can take a look and see what's happening in homeschooling for the day. Mm -hmm. And I can have a look and see what the diary looks like for today and see, is there something where, um, you know, I need to kind of take time away or where I can't support my son to get his work done. So I stick by that. And I I started doing that actually this second lockdown or third or fourth or whatever one we're in. (laughs) Whichever one we're in now. (laughs) Whichever one we're in now. Um, We do have dedicated breaks. And my son has actually brought this in because he used to say to me, mom, we do get a break um, at 11 in school yeah. and then we will get our lunch at one. So we stick by this and then mm-hmm. I know kind of where the limits are. He knows where the limits are and then he knows what's expected of him too. And it just yeah. kind of helps things run a wee bit smoother. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I do block out four to five as well. So this is what you were talking to back to that, trying to stop those lines being blurred at the end yeah. of the day. It gives me a chance to have a look back and think, right, did I get everything done I need to do? And if mm-hmm. I didn't, where can I possibly carry this forward to, yeah. to the next couple of days um, within the week and look at the commitments and just see what meetings I have and what I need to be prepared for. Mm-hmm. On a very odd occasion, I may go back onto the laptop later in the evening if there's something that I really know needs done. And I think that's a personal thing for me because if I can kind of tick it off my virtual list and I know it's done, it just helps me relax and, and yeah. even sleep better. So I know it's not a great thing to do that, but listen, it helps me. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole exercise piece is important for me. And I mean, I think that me time is a big thing for working parents. You know, even if I can get one form of exercise in daily, whether that is even just walking to my mom's house, whether it's kind of heading to the, the sh- even getting some piece of shopping and kind of walking around on my own, yeah. even just for an hour or so, it just really helps. Just You just need to get away um, from goes from electronics and everything in front of you um again I've learned to say no professionally and personally yeah and I think that's a big thing you've got to take control you have to take control and prioritize what's important you really do um and I have a really good manager and no matter who my manager has been I've always been very transparent with what I need yeah um and I'm not afraid to kind of say do you know what I'm struggling with this or no I can't get that done you know can you push it out to next week and maybe give me a little more time to do that and they're very agreeable and very very supportive to that um we do try to have our little weekly family days out as well and keeps us all active keeps the conversations between the family flowing and again it just brings you back down to what's really important and that is family Mm -hmm. um and then lastly I have to say I do love connecting with other working moms and we just have a good old moan, you know, and kind of, you know, what, what are you struggling with this? And oh my goodness, did you see this? And oh no, did you know about this? And even the likes of the, the coffee mornings that parenting and I have had, mm-hmm. being on those and listening to other parents, um, it's great. We're all in the same boat. And yes. it really makes you kind of relax and think, you know what, it's okay. Yeah. It is okay. So um, how do you relax between work? and raising children, Gail, um, what tips do you have for other mothers to uh, look after themselves? Yeah, um, I, I think this is a real hard one. And again, this comes back to the whole parent guilt piece, isn't it, or mum guilt. Um, so I do think that even though it may seem like the right thing to do, um, I think if you do consistently and routinely dismiss your own needs, mm-hmm. um, it does have an adverse effect on your overall health. Um, And, um, you know, it's something that I know for me, it can make you quite irritable. Um, You can be fatigued, stressed. um, And I just think you'll end up full full blown burnout completely if you don't start to look after yourself. 
Um, so I suppose in order to save my health and probably the sanity for myself and those around me, um, I have tried to make more time for self-care. Some people will hear this who know me and they will say, gosh, she would need to do an awful lot better. Um, but these are the things I, I do try to do. And I do think if you take better care of yourself, you're meeting your own needs, but you're going to be a lot of, you know, better when it comes to the care of your family. It'll equip you to take care of them a lot better. Um, and it keeps everybody happy in the household. Um, <laughs> For me, I do love to stay active. Um, and that's really something that I found probably in summertime last year. So this was kind of end of the first lockdown and I thought I need to do something here. I had obviously, like probably most people, was eating my body weight in food whilst mm -hmm. being stuck in the house and just not getting out. I think there was that fear in that first lockdown, wasn't there, of even yeah. going out? Yeah. Um, but I really developed a newfound love for the gym, which um, is very strange for people to even hear that coming out of my mouth. Um, and, and, you know, at that stage, obviously, gyms were open um, and it was really important for me to have that me time. And I just thought I've got to do something for my health and mm -hmm. my sanity and I need to get out of the house. But knowing I had those three dedicated sessions every week was great. I really looked forward to it. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, for me, it was about the whole physical side of it. But what it turned out to be very quickly was a real um, mental um, health support. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, what became very apparent was we were all females. Um, and there was one male um, on similar journeys. And it no longer became a gym. A gym. It was a, it's a community. Okay. Um, you know, we were all really just getting together, working hard on physically what we needed to do for our health. But we always had time to talk before or after about how things had been and how lockdown was and how we were yeah. all getting through everything. Um, and again, some of these tips are probably from my trainer um, who keeps an eye on us all virtually at the minute um, whilst we're still in lockdown. So she has a, a brilliant online um, course that we're all doing. But it's very important. And she would say this is to actually sneak exercise nearly into your day. I think if you've got a rigid routine to stick to, I think that's brilliant when it comes to work. Um, when it comes to me, sometimes I know I've got a workout schedule to do, but I just know I'm not going to get it done. Mm. Um, so at that stage, it's like, right, get out and get a walk because you'll, you'll maybe get that done quicker or if it's later at night. Mm -hmm. um, so I do think it can be challenging to stick to a usual routine. Um, but I suppose I try to kind of choose outdoor activities even that I can do alone. Yeah. or even with my son for company um and I think at the minute because the weather hasn't been too bad it's about getting fresh air every day um but I think just remember that consistency is the key when it comes to that whatever mm -hmm. you're going to do try and stick at it and be consistent um I know a number of friends do take advantage of early mornings and that's one of the things they would do um it's a really good way of ensuring that you actually don't miss out on your me time yeah um, plus I have to say once you actually get up and do it brilliant way to start the day just sets you up for the day ahead and nothing's too nothing's too much bother everything seems a lot easier when you've yeah. exercised in the morning early yeah. um and really just invest time in your health you know I know people probably hear that and I am not a trained health expert by any means but I've learned an awful lot from from the trainer I currently have and you know your health and well-being is just as important um your own as that of your family members so you know, be mindful of what you're eating. Um, and again, I am doing that because I know that my coach can check up on me virtually. So <laughs> I am very careful. And you know, it's that old adage of kind of loading up on your, your healthy eating. 
and getting your water intake in sounds like so maybe patronizing saying that to people but really does make a difference and I can really tell you I can see that I have seen it completely prioritizing sleep is a big one and I would be very guilty of my mind racing at night and keeping the old book beside the bed and thinking I need to write that down I'm going to forget yeah but but when I started kind of doing the mornings and the afternoons and blocking the time out that kind of nearly takes that away Mm -hmm. um you know I think getting adequate sleep it's very basic um but it's crucial self-care practice actually getting the proper sleep um and my trainer is very vocal about that um Mm -hmm. because when we talk about how we feel a week-to-week basis um doing what we're doing it's well have you done this are you getting sleep um and if you think if you want to even get those desired results you just need to get this in mm-hmm. and I think the last thing is really difficult for a lot of people and that's not to be afraid to ask for help raising your kids as well looking after your family maintaining a social life there's so much pressure on parents um so much pressure on working mothers to be to be everything to be yes. perfect in everything that they do all the time and never drop the ball at work never drop the ball at home you know you can't you can't do everything and always do everything and live through this year has been extremely traumatic for many many yeah. people some period people have experienced loss or you know they've found the separation from their other family and friends really yeah. and you know just be a bit nicer to yourself um and accept that sometimes the washing isn't going to get done and that's not the end of the day that's not the yeah. end of the morning. yeah true. Very this true. One will still come up the next morning <laughs> yeah no that's true very true so um kind of on that note like what support do you think that workplaces can put in place to help the working parents in their organization yeah um and i suppose this is something that where I work in particular, um, a lot of work has actually been put into making sure that um, employees and their extended families are supported. And um, I suppose at present, it does really feel like we're in some sort of a remote working revolution. Um, and I do think it is critical that organizations put the right conditions, you know, in place to ensure the impacts of this are felt equally mm-hmm. um, by parents. Um, I suppose for my own working environment, um, we've been given the opportunity to actually take part in an organisational survey to really help shape what a return to the workplace may look like or how we can be supported um, in this current moment. Um, So whether that's permanency, working from home or working between agile hubs and home, even on a rotational basis, we've been able to shape that um, with our own voices, which is brilliant um, in my current organisation. Um, I do think as well, going forward, organisations will need to be mindful of um, when they are advertising rules, um, of what's expected in terms of location and flexibility. Because to your point earlier, I think people, even myself, have got so used to working from home now. I think it's going to be really, we're talking about kids going back to school. I think I will find it really strange having to go back to an office. Um, Even making that commute is going to be really, really weird. The change, you know, you're getting into a routine where you're maybe not getting up as early um, to make those long commutes. So that's going to be a real change. Um, And again, I do think whenever it comes to organizations thinking about um, advertising roles and recruitment, it's it's an opportunity to actually recruit the right person um, who's best qualified for the role, but they mightn't even live anywhere near where the main office is. And I sometimes think we've we've been stuck by that, you know, where, where you're, 
kind of you're maybe um, restricted to where you can advertise. Um, but I think this gives more people uh, opportunities to work in, in other organizations. Mm-hmm. Um, we're very lucky where I work because we have a fantastic parents and carers um, group and a network um, who are actually part of our overall um, inclusion and diversity network. Um, and we've got a really good AIP provider that's there to support our personal and professional needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not just for, for us as an employee, it's for our extended families, which is really good peace of mind. Um, and I mean, the parents and carers is brilliant um, as a group. Um, and I'm part of the parents and carers, but we're trying to become more connected and make the employees more connected with what we actually can give them and how we support them and make sure that it's not something that's only an odd seminar or a webinar every now and then. Um, it's to make it that there's a resource there that they can actually work through whenever it suits them and yeah. let them self-select and, and source actually what they need. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think having access to supports like that, um, it really engenders uh, an overall foundation of general well-being. Um, and I think it really adds to a positive working environment whenever you do give um, the employees that opportunity. So. Um, no, definitely. I think those are things that can be put in place and organizations are probably doing that anyway now. I've been doing that since we yeah. went into the very first lockdown um, because parents will need um, a lot of support. Um, and we don't know if we're ever going to, you know, when we come out of this lockdown, when we'll go into another one, what will that be like? And, and I think the more they are there to support and give employees that flexibility, the easier it actually will be. Um, you know, going forward. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. You know, I think employers that um, are willing and able to work with their employees in terms of remaining flexible and open to suggestions for how um, their employee maybe wants or needs to work um, as they kind of continue to wrestle with homeschooling and all of the challenges that come with that and even just managing to get through lockdown in one piece for some of us. Um, if managers can be open and willing to tackle those kind of conversations and work around their staff, I think the benefits um, for organisations as a whole are really worth the sacrifices in terms of maybe not everybody on teams all working traditional nine to five patterns all the time at this stage. So thank you for joining us um, for our latest episode. We're so glad that you uh, decided to listen in to this podcast um, with Parenting and I. Um, just before you go, wanted to remind you that um, you're always welcome to call our support line um, free phone on 0808-8010-722 for all of your parenting issues and problems. Um, our staff will be absolutely delighted to help you. We would love it if you would follow our podcast so that you'll be updated on our next episodes and maybe give us a like and a share. Thank you again. Um, really looking forward to the next one where we'll be speaking to Chris from the Book Trust um, about the benefits of reading. So we'll see you then.